1: Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy gambling and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening to Sean and Brad. Brad, how's it going, my man?
0: Good morning, buddy. How you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. So, Brad, uh, you know, I apologize if you hear some wind in the background. Brad, as I think, is hiking in the uh, in the mountains of Patagonia or, or somewhere. Maybe he's just hanging out on his patio because he he has somebody sleep somebody. Sleeping in uh, in his apartment, and uh, yeah,
0: and uh, she's a big one, and I don't want to uh, <laughs> wrestle the Beast, you know, she needs to stay asleep She needs to stay asleep sleep as long as possible
1: So we don't want to disturb her and, and you know want to make sure we keep uh, Brad safe He's on a high-rise balcony in Miami the playboy that he is so Brad man like last week um, Yeah, you know, I got to say look, you know, we both took the Rams and um before we jump in, I know we have the full slate, um, the, the playoff pictures looking. I, I mean, the NFL is so interesting right now. There's a lot. I mean, so many teams are in in play still. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, just one little kind of commentary. I have to say, man, watching Dallas, um, you know, they probably should have lost that game to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's playing for their lives, but they won. Um, they right. took care of business against New Orleans two weeks ago. Then we have the Bears, I mean, just completely dismantle um, the the offense that is the Rams. Um You know, I I tweeted this out um, on Monday morning. I said, look, you know, in the playoffs, defenses, strong defenses and teams that can run the ball consistently, both the Bears and the Cowboys fit that bill. I'm sorry, but like, you know, I think all season I've been saying the Saints and the Rams are the teams to beat. I think these Bears and these Cowboys are going to be factors in the playoffs. And the Bears might be, Brad, they might be right now. My favorite team heading into the playoffs. If I, ca- I can't believe
0: I'm saying that given yep. where I was before the season, but they look so good. Okay, they did look buttoned up, and uh, I don't disagree with that. Um, one thing to keep in mind, though, is that offenses don't travel very well, right? So, you know, that's – let's say L.A., they're likely to play at home in the playoffs and so they're going to be just fine it's going to be it's going to be 60 degrees and they're going to be flying high you know you get them uncomfortable on the road Chicago at night and uh, the story changes so yes the Bears did play very well especially defensively Um, but you know they only put up 16 points okay and that is with the four turnovers Right. So by that rationale, it it leads me to believe that they actually underperformed and didn't play all that well. You know, there's two ways to look at it. And that's the way I'm choosing to. That being said, I do think they're much better than we ever gave them credit for at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 those are great points, Brad. And I'll tell you that um, you know last week, so two weeks ago, you had an insane week. I think you were something like ten and six, eleven and five, and I think I was right around seven and nine or something like a unprofitable week, my first unprofitable week in a long, long while. But um, you know, this last week we kind of flipped a little bit. Um, you didn't have as I think maybe you were like five and eleven, six and ten, something like that. But I wasn't as good as your last week. So over the two week stretch, we're about the same. You might be a game ahead or something like that. But um, one of the games I lost. Um, was of course this this Rams game, and if you had told me Brad that the Bears were going to put up 15 points and the Rams had to cover a three and a half spread, I would have felt really good oh, about that of going and Six of points course. for the Rams, uh, you know th- them traveling, the Rams traveling on, uh, you know going to a to a cold environment, right? The the Chicago playing in Chicago that's tough for any team. Um, And you're right. The Rams probably should not have to play any cold weather teams. But that just goes to show you, you know, to me, what it it means more than anything is maybe this Rams team isn't ready to be the best team in the conference.
0: Okay, possibly. Right. I'll give you that. And not to let them off the hook. But throughout the course of a 16 game season, you're bound to go out and lay a clunker. Right? You're just not clicking. The wheels come off a little bit and then it steamrolls. And for whatever reason, you just don't have it. Yep. And I, you know, I dare you could look at any team Pittsburgh, New England, Green Bay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even on their best seasons, there was probably one week where they just stunk it. Yep. And maybe that was that for the Rams. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and and we'll see. We'll see. And maybe maybe the New Orleans, that game was um, – You know, certainly the Cleveland game early in the season wasn't great that they won that game. Uh, but maybe it was that Dallas game where they didn't show up on the road. Maybe so it, it
0: was. They just didn't show up, right?
1: Yeah, and I cannot wait for once the playoff matchups are settled and you and I can kind of dig into this and look at matchups and see how they play off. Because, look, I, I think that there are teams in this league – Right, that um, that match up well with the Rams. I think there are teams in this league that match up fantastically with the Chiefs, and you know, based on where they play um, in the playoffs. And actually, I was I was interviewing a guy for the Patriots last night. That's going to be on the, the functional sportsaholic episode that drops on Friday, and we were talking about kind of playoff matchups. And he said, "Look, you know, the, the, as bad as that lateral loss was um, to uh, to Miami last week, he said it might actually help the Patriots because if the Patriots don't have home field advantage." Most likely, either the Chargers or the Chiefs, which will be our first game of the week this week, most likely one of those two teams will get the one seed. And then whoever doesn't get the one seed is going to be the um, the five seed and they're going to be in the same track to play each other throughout the playoffs. So they might, mm. you know, the Chiefs might only have to go through one of those top two teams in that person's opinion. And I think, mm. you know what, that that might actually you know, there's a lot of merit to that. So again, once we get into the playoffs and dig into that, we'll, we'll be going through a lot of this stuff. Also, um, you know, I interviewed last week uh, Dave Mason from Bet Online. He was fantastic. I had him on the Functional Sportsaholic. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have him here, or if we're going to have him back on the Functional Sportsaholic. I'm hoping to have him back here to talk a lot of prop bets in the Super Bowl. That's going to be an awesome show Um, so there's a there's a teaser eight weeks in advance it's like a movie trailer but anyway Brad let's go ahead and dig in Um, so we have uh, the full slate of games this week Um, we are into some some folks are playing in their fantasy football playoffs Uh, some folks are playing in their fantasy football semifinals but we are in the playoff season Um, but more importantly we have a tough division matchup with a three loss and a two loss team we have the Chargers who are without um, Gordon and might be without Eckler they might be missing their two running backs the Chargers plus three at the Chiefs uh Brad,
0: what do you think? You know, I just want to say real quick, one of the best things about about being a Packer fan is that I'm privileged to be able to get to watch Aaron Rodgers. Like it's it's a fun thing to be able to watch that oh, yeah. guy do what he does. And I feel like there's very few players in the league that have that uh quality to them. And Patrick Mahomes, oh my man. Gosh. Jesus, I, you know, it makes me wish I, I could just watch him every Sunday. He's wait, he threw a no-look pass the other day. I don't know how necessary that is in football, <laughs> sure. but it, you know. Sure. But it was it was damn sweet, man. So the guy is just fired. God, he he's, is uh, he's something else. I uh, you know, I,
1: I I kept waiting for it's almost like the Bears. I kept waiting for the other shoe to fall and um and it hasn't. I mean, he just looks good and uh I think he's He seems like a guy that's just so young that he doesn't understand the pressure of the moment. And that's a compliment. It's like, I don't think he's going to, you know, he doesn't wither in in primetime TV. You know, he's got the play calling of Andy Reid behind him. He's got a really talented roster. Very impressive. Very impressive.
0: Yeah, so on that note, I'm going to take KC to cover Now
1: I'm going to take I'm going to take the, the chargers in an upset here. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll win the game, but I think a field goal is a lot in this game. And you know, what concerns me is that, uh, two things, I think Kareem hunt, um, you know, that is still an issue. Um, I do think Damian Williams is the most valuable guy, um, you know, that you're going to want on your fantasy teams. He seems to be the goal line guy. He got in the end zone twice last week, although where got, I think more yards. Um, and uh, Tariq Hill kind of banged up his heel, um, and he's questionable. And in a short week, I don't know that he's going to play in this game. If he does, is he going to be full strength? And then you have Sammy Watkins on Kansas City too. So you're talking about maybe two of your top three skill players. But then again, uh, you know you still have Kelsey, you still have Mahomes, so. Um, you know, and Kansas City is a really tough place to play. National TV, big game. You know, I I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I am going to take the Chargers. I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to spend my money on it. Um, and I tend to, to not do that anyway on Thursday games. Now, in terms of fantasy, I think Rivers has a nice game. I have him about, about a, a 23.4. Um, I have, uh, you know, if Gordon or Eckler play, I have them have value. I, I can't remember, forgive me, the the third stringer's name there, uh, Jackson, I believe his name, uh, he's going to have opportunities as against this Kansas City defense. I like Allen uh, this week to to be a 16. I think he's going to have value. The Williamses, I have both of them at around the the nine-point mark, and I don't really like the tight end matchup this week against Kansas City. Uh, For Kansas City, I think Mahomes, I have him at a 25. That might be my top-rated quarterback this week. I'm just quickly... It is. So I have uh, Mahomes still as... Uh, the highest scoring quarterback. The running backs, I think, are going to be tough sledding. Um, you know, I think, like I said before, I think probably Williams is your touchdown guy, and where is your yardage guy? So if you're in a PPR league, where might be the safe play? But if you need a home run and you have a tough matchup, um, you might want to play uh, Damian Williams there. Hill, if he plays, I have him at about a 16, which is a nice number. If he doesn't play, obviously he's not going to get there. I don't really like the the other receivers there, whether or not um, Watkins play. You know, I don't really care there. And then uh, Kelsey, I have at a 16, which is a really good number for a tight end look you know if especially if Hill doesn't play they have to throw the ball to somebody and it's going to be Kelsey he's going to be open in this offense all right let's move it Brad we have uh, Cleveland plus three and a half at Denver
0: you know I think this one's fairly easy everyone's giving Cleveland too much props and yeah they are better and and Mayfield is playing pretty well I'd have to say Um, but I think going on the road in Denver it's a tough environment I like them to cover
1: Yeah, you're going to see me this week, Bray. You're going to see me picking a lot of road teams this week, which I don't feel super comfortable about. But that's what my analytics and my guts tell me to go. So I am going to take the points um, in this particular matchup, three and a half, especially that extra half point. Look, I I agree with everything you said. The reason I'm going Cleveland um, in this particular matchup is Denver doesn't have Emmanuel Sanders um, anymore. He's gone. And, uh, you know, we know that they traded Demaryius Thomas, and then Hyreman is gone. So they keep losing pieces for Keenum to throw to. Um, In addition, Cleveland has a great pass rush. They generate turnovers, and they can run the ball. So, you know, again, it's nothing I feel great about. I'm not going to spend my money on this particular game, but I'm going to take Cleveland with that extra half point on the field goal, so three and a half points. From a fantasy point of view, I am, um, you know, I like Mayfield uh, this week. I don't think he's great. I have him at a 20. That's pretty pedestrian. Uh, There's a lot of quarterbacks in that 19 to 21 range. Um, at I like Chubb this week at a 16 uh, Landry I have at a 10 that's not great I actually have Callaway probably getting in the end zone this week um, that's a touchdown projection for him but not a lot of catches in yards so I have him also at a 10 uh, I like Njoku at a 6 if you need a tight end you know a plug and play type tight end if he's on the waiver wire for you Keenum I don't like this matchup at all for him I have him at a 15 I do think Lindsey um, is the uh, the best player um, from a fantasy point of view on this team I have him at a 19 the running backs always do well against uh, Cleveland the only problem is that uh, you know Denver for some reason pulls Lindsey out of the field <laughs> or off the field and puts in Booker like the world's worst running back um, for some reason he gets run on the goal line which I hate um, but I still think like I said Lindsey at a 19 that's nice uh, receivers you know you're basically looking at looking at uh, courtland sutton and maybe patrick if you're looking for a daily fantasy sleeper or a very desperate plug-and-play um the tight end matchup should be good for denver this week but you know again you know they're under their second string there don't really know what we're going to get in that situation it would be lacasse and uh you know the, the projection says an 11 i don't think he's going to get that high but he is a touchdown uh, potential factor for you so again if you need kind of like a home run swing um, and you're des- desperate, you don't have anything at tight end, you know, he can be the, uh, the guy that you plug in there. Okay, Brad, third game of the week here, Houston minus six at the Jets. With Darnold, by the way, Darnold is questionable, and I think a none-one Kroll are, uh, are also questionable.
0: Oh, okay, you know, I think this is a rather easy bet, especially with the friendly six. I think Houston covers by a touchdown for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Houston here with the caveat that if McCown is playing, I'm going to take this one off my board personally. Uh, but, you know, I make picks regardless in this uh, podcast. Um, so, you know, I'll take I'll take Houston to, to shut down this offense, especially with a lot of those folks injured. Uh, from a fantasy point of view, I don't really love the matchup. I think this is going to be kind of a lower score, maybe like a 20-17 to 17 Seventeen to thirteen type game, um, but uh, you know I think Watson will get you twenty if he's your starting quarterback. I think he's. I don't think he's going to kill you this week. Uh, Lamar Miller, I think, will get a twelve. I think he'll have a decent game. Uh, Hopkins, I know he's a play every week. I think I have him struggling a little bit this week. I have him at a twelve. I actually have uh, Demarius Thomas scoring a seventeen, which means my wide receiver, wide receiver two. This is uh, rare for me. My wide receiver two um, is is the likelier to get in the end zone this week against the Jets defense. But that said, I mean I, I would never recommend you playing Thomas over Hopkins in your lineups um, but I'm just talking daily fantasy you know Thomas might be the better investment for you this week and I don't really like any of the other players if QT plays um, in that slot receiver role I think he'll get a nice uh, amount of catches and yards but I don't see him as a touchdown factor this week uh, for the Jets you know I don't play the quarterback regardless of who's playing I don't love the running back there I have uh, both McGuire and uh, Kroll if he um, if he plays uh, both in the 9 range Anunwa all the receivers I have at an 8 or below so stay away from them Herndon again again if you're looking for a home run swing at tight ends Herndon's getting more more targets I do see him as a possible touchdown this week um, but that's a swing for the fences type move I would not recommend that um, there are other you know tight ends that you can probably find but again desperation I think he's viable this week All right. Let's see. We have Brad uh, Green Bay plus five and a half at Chicago.
0: You know, I actually really like this game, not not just because, uh, you know, of my Packer fandom, but I I like this one a lot to bet. I like the Packers to cover big time, not to say that they could go in there and win. But I think this one is going to be as close as it gets and it'll come down to the wire. Um, I like Green Bay's enthusiasm. Again, I'm, you know, that defense—if there's one guy that can that could stick it to him—it'd be Aaron Rodgers. And I think this one is going to be a, a three-point game, two-point game at the most.
1: So, uh, Brett, I don't—I imagine you watched the Packers game over the weekend. How do you like the, that uh, Joe Philbin basically losing all of his challenges within the first minute
0: and a half of the game? Okay. Ninety
1: seconds in, no challenge. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. I will say this though, and I—and—and and I'm not just being a fanboy. Okay. Those were the, he absolutely should have challenged those and he absolutely should have won both of them. They were both two calls that everyone was going, well, I can't believe that he didn't win that one. It was really bizarre. It was, it was like, it was, it was weird, man. It was really weird. They gave Julio Jones two catches that he absolutely didn't catch. So, um, yeah, that was trippy, right? First minute of the game, he lost two challenges.
1: That Riveron man, the 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 booth, that guy is just whatever mood he wakes into. that. he's totally when it comes to challenges, he's like challenge bipolar. It's like you oh, never know, nice. you never know where that guy's going to go on, and, on challenges. And you know, like,
0: in another game this this year, uh, or sorry, this past weekend, I, I or twice, I saw two calls where everybody goes. I can't even believe it. You know, it, it's so weird. How can everybody see one thing except the actual guy making the call? It's that they're getting worse.
1: Yeah, they are getting worse. And it's like it, it, it. Let me put it this way. If I find out in 10 years there's a big scandal and River Ron was actually betting on sports, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, yeah, with some of the stuff that he does, because it's just like blatant, like you, I, because you, Brad, you know, I, I have TVs all lined up. I watch multiple games at a time, sometimes up to, you know, five, six games at a time. And um, and literally I'll be watching one play and it's the same play. And he'll give one team, you know, the call and one team he'll he'll call his stance, you know, play. it's just you, really baffling. It, you know what? It, I completely, completely inconsistent.
0: Yeah. What I think they have to get rid of is, is the uh, narrative of sticking. They, what they want to do is they try to lean more towards the initial call, right? To give the refs Mm -hmm. more validity. Um, so that, that holds the most weight. So what they want to do is they want to not overturn what the refs saw, but then that completely supersedes Mm -hmm. The, the, the entire uh, definition of a challenge, right? Yeah. Like the, the definition is we're challenging your call. You should have just as much right to overturn it as to keep it the same. And I think that may be the main problem. Get rid of that narrative. And I think it can get better. Yep. Uh,
1: back to uh, back to the game. I, I'm kind of with you on this one, actually. So Rogers, you know, I know that the Bears were putting it up on Green Bay. Rogers got hurt early in the year. I think week one. Uh, he came back and won the game on one leg. Um, I, I don't. I don't see the Packers winning but I do think it's a close one actually this week um, when I wrote down the score I actually had this um, I actually had Bears 26 Packers 21 something like that so I had it a five five that extra five and a half I like it I am going to take Green Bay I'm going to be bold on that one um, but I you know th- no disrespect to the Bears because I, like I said they might be playing better than anybody in the NFC this week but it is Aaron Rodgers and you know I usually like the uh, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks getting points um, as, a, as a general rule they usually uh, reward you uh, from a betting point of view uh, from a fantasy point of view uh, Rogers. I don't like him this week. I have him at an 18. That's below average, certainly below average um, for Rogers. Uh, Aaron Jones is going to have tough. Sl- this whole offense is going to have tough sledding. I think, um, you know, if Cobb plays, I think he's at a 10 Devontae Adams. I like him at a 16, um, you know the wide receiver three, whoever that is, if it's Avantas Scandling or whoever, um, Saint Brown or whoever they decide they put in there, that should be a good matchup. I don't like the Jimmy Graham matchup this week for Chicago. I actually have Trubisky out dueling from a fantasy point of view, um, Aaron Rodgers. Remember, Trubisky does run; he picks up those bonus yards on the ground. I have him at a 19. I think Howard will be have tough sledding, but I think Cohen gets in the end zone this week at a 17. Uh, so Cohen is your running back de jour. Um, let's see. I have uh, Allen Robinson at a and at 11. I have Bellamy i uh, I'm sorry Gabriel at a 13 um and then uh, I'm not in love with any of the other pass catchers including Burton at tight end all right Brad let's move it we have Detroit plus two and a half at Buffalo
0: oh god do we even have to talk about this one Unfortunate. Jesus. unfortunately unfortunately De- we do <laughs> and it's not even Buffalo that bothers me it's just freaking Detroit man I mean what is their deal I dude know. Matt Stafford like when can it's the, the whole thing is disgusting to me I don't I don't know why I find it so appalling but, um, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with Detroit. There we go, Detroit. Detroit, yeah, let's just try to get this one over quickly.
1: No, <laughs> I'm gonna take, I'll take Detroit. When I wrote down the score, I have 23-17. My analytics are kinda split. Josh Allen's running the ball very well. But, you know, they, I, they just always give me, you know, the, the quarterbacks that are primarily running backs while they grow into the quarterback role, they give me a little bit of pause and trepidation. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I'll t- I'll take Detroit um, on the road. They they. They handled business against Arizona. Um, I just don't believe in this Buffalo defense. I have to think that a defensive minded coach will be able to put together a game plan to stop a running quarterback in the NFL. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not spending my money on it. I will take Detroit and we'll move on to the fantasy side of things. If you have Stafford Bencham this week, he is my, I think, my lowest rated quarterback. I have him at a 12. Um, let's see. Running back, if on Johnson plays, I think he'll score well. If he doesn't, Blount will be the one to uh, to put in there. Uh, Riddick, if you're hurting at running back, he'll, I have him projected at a nine. I think he'll get catches and yards for you. Um, that's specific to PPR leagues. Um, at receiver, I guess you're playing Galladay. Um, you know, ever since the, the Lions traded Tate, I got to say this offense has taken a step back, maybe two or three steps back. I don't love it. Um, at tight ends, you know, I think uh, Toilolo um, is pure garbage at this point and uh, Luke Stocker or whoever they have. No, it's Luke Wilson, I think Stocker's on Tennessee. Um, just just don't play the tight end there. Uh, for Buffalo, Josh Allen, I don't love this matchup for him either even with the rushing yards. I have him at a 15. Uh, if McCoy plays, I have him at a 12, which is pretty decent. Uh, if he doesn't play, again, uh, Ivory might be one of those guys that you can plug and play and get some value. Uh, receiver, I don't like anything. So Kelvin Benjamin's out. They treated him. So it's really Zay Jones and some other folks. Uh, I guess, um, I guess. yeah, no, you know what? I don't guess anything. Just don't play Zay Jones. And moving it on because there's no, nobody else of, uh, of value there at tight end or at receiver. Uh, we're moving it on. We have Tampa Bay plus eight at Baltimore.
0: You know, I actually like Tampa Bay in this one. I feel like they're the type of team that could rumble with anybody. Um, not saying at all that they're going to win. But, uh, you know, I like them to put up points. I, I, I never really liked Tampa to get blown out. And I, I don't know how often that's happened this year, but I don't think it's happened very much. Baltimore, obviously, the better team at home. Uh, cold weather. Um, but I think Tampa can 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 hang in there.
1: Yeah, I think th- I, I'm with you, Brad. I think eight points is a lot for Baltimore. I, yeah,
0: I thought it would be more six, six and a half.
1: Yeah, and so when you know you're talking about a touchdown plus, um, you know, favorite for Baltimore. I know they're at home, but um, interesting tidbit for you, Brad. You'd be interested in this. So when I was interviewing Dave Mason again of Bet Online uh, last week um, for Functional Sportsaholic, I, I talked to him about um, you know Flacco, like what he does as a sports book. You know, what do they do as a sports book to React um, to a situation where Flacco is hurt and you're putting in a, a quarterback that is completely super, super, super raw. And uh, he told me that he went to his, his basically his headlines guy for, uh, for the sports book and uh, he said, yeah, you know what, there's no difference between the two of them in terms of betting line, which I was shocked by. I thought for sure Flacco would be worth more points, but he had them uh, categorized the same. And uh, Dave actually said that he was surprised to hear that and he thought that might have even, you know, I'm, this is conjecture, he didn't actually say it, but I, he, he was a little hesitant with that analysis. But he's like, hey, man, that's why we have him in charge NFL, because he's right. And you know what? Um, as long as he doesn't, you know, get knocked out of the game um, on a run, you know, it, it, it is right. He's moving the chains, you know, the yards per player about the same, uh, maybe even a little bit better. Baltimore, I, they might be undefeated with him in the lineup. um no, I take that back because they lost to the Kansas City last week. But, uh, you know, it, it's just interesting. Uh, so Flacco's going to be out. Lamar Jackson's probably going to play. But whether or not he plays, you know, Vegas doesn't care. And at this point, i got to say, neither do I. Uh, but regardless, I, I do think Tampa Bay, they don't get blown out a lot. They didn't cover against New Orleans last week, but they played them tough. It's like the game got away from them in the fourth quarter last week. I do think they can cover this touchdown. From fantasy point of view, I do not like Winston this week. I'm at a 20. You can do better elsewhere. Uh, the running backs, i staying away from them against Baltimore Baltimore is very effective against the run um, let's see receiver Evans I do have having the best week which isn't always the case but it is this week I have him at a 12 that's not great which means uh, if Jackson plays you don't play him I don't like Godwin I think Humphreys um, Humphreys can get you some matchup this week uh, the, that wide receiver four matchup you know that fourth Pass catcher against Baltimore can can score well. Uh, for Baltimore, whether it's Flacco or whether it's uh, Jackson, I have them at about a twenty to twenty-two. Um, so they're they're plug and plays this week. I'm sure for you, um, they're not going to hurt you this week if you play them. Uh, Edwards, I would say, will score well for uh, for Baltimore at running back. At uh, receiver, I have Crabtree with an eleven. I have Brown at a nine. I have Snead at an eight. So not great, but not awful either. And then I always stay away from Baltimore tight ends because you never know who's getting the touchdown. Um, I think uh, Boyle might have gotten in the end zone or something this week, so you just never know. Okay, Brad, moving it. We have Arizona plus nine at Atlanta. Uh,
0: you know, I know Atlanta is uh, underperforming big time, but uh, I, I like them to bounce back this week. And I, 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 mean, I know it's a lot of points to swallow, but I think they win by ten at least.
1: I'm with you, Brad. I actually have uh, Atlanta 24, Arizona 13 is my projection here, Um yeah, I mean, Atlanta, they, they seem to be responding. I think they're trying to save uh, their coach's job. Um, and I think this coaching staff in Atlanta, I don't know what's going on there. You know, I know they're, um, Atlanta's basically, you know, the back end of their defense. I think maybe a couple safeties or like a safety and a, a key defensive back got hurt early. And, um, you know, that, that guy runs the old Seattle system. So when Keanu Neal went down, it's kind of like Cam Chancellor going down for the Seahawks. You have your dynamic safety go down. That changes a lot of the defensive scheme there. So you know, I think Atlanta basically is a, is a good team. Um, it's a better team talent wise than what their record shows, and they can come out and they can still flex their muscles a little bit. Um, so I think they'll do well uh, this week in a bounce back at home now Arizona in terms of fantasy I don't you know if you're starting Josh Rosen you're really playing Russian roulette with like five bullets in the chamber just don't do it um, let's see running back I think David Johnson scores quite well this week at a 23 uh, what do I have I have Fitzgerald scoring well at a 12 but I'm staying away from every other pass catcher including tight end um, from Arizona now that Christian Kirk is out for the year uh, for, uh, for Atlanta I have Matt Ryan at an 18. Uh, I don't like the running back combination here Edo Smith and Coleman. I, I don't like either one of them Coleman I have an 11. I have him being the running back that you'd you know. That is going to get you points, but honestly, I think you can plug and play off of waivers and do better than him this week. Uh, wide receiver, I have Julio at an 18. I have uh, Sanu actually outscoring Ridley again. I, I was right last week. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just dialed into the Atlanta passing game. What can I say? Um, Sanu I have in an 11. Ridley I have in a 9. And then Hooper, I know he's, uh, he's questionable, but if he plays, I, I have this as a favorable matchup for him this week at a 10. All right, Brad, we have Oakland plus 3 at Cincinnati.
0: Ooh, you know what? I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover this one nice and easy. Ooh. I don't think Oakland has what it takes to go in there and, and compete with them. I like Cincy. Yeah,
1: man. I, I If this were week four, I'd be with you 100%. But, you know, we have Driscoll at quarterback. We have no A.J. Green. Uh, we have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't see Cincinnati being able to put up the points. Oakland, you know, after winning a game that, frankly, again, they should have lost probably last week, or at least gone to overtime uh, last week uh, against Pittsburgh. Which, by the way, Brad, you and I both, I think, got that game right. Um, mm-hmm. At least I did. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Oakland's. Um, you know, it's not that I think Oakland's good. I just think Cincinnati uh, has downgraded. I think Oakland is playing for pride at this point, and uh, they're also playing to screw their draft positions. So, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. kidding. Um, from a fancy point of view, um, let's see. I have uh, I have Carr being a serviceable 20. I think Doug Martin will actually score pretty well this week at a 14. If you're in a PPR league, I like Jalen Richard too as a desperation play. I have him at a 14. The receivers, I don't like any of them. If you're going to play one, you know, Jordy Nelson has been playing better as of late. And Seth Roberts is getting some, some touches. But gosh, I stay away from them if I have any choice. Um, and Cook, Jared Cook, I, I have having a, a good game as well. Unfortunately, the touchdowns last week, two touchdowns went to tight ends and neither of them went to Cook. So that just goes to show you um, you know, the value of this tight end position in Oakland. Uh now let's see. We have on the other side of things, Cincinnati. Driscoll at a nineteen. Ugh, gosh, you know, that's a daily fantasy sleeper play. Don't play him in your fantasy lineups. Mixon I have at a sixteen. He is more involved in the offense now that they need him to be. Uh Boyd, I have somewhere in that eleven to thirteen range. Uh, Uzuma should get a lot of targets. He has been getting a lot of targets, but he's putting up like stat lines of seven catches for 30 yards. That's nice for DraftKings. That gets you over a 10 marker, but that's not going to win you fantasy, you know, your fantasy championship. So, um, you know, he might be a home run swing. He is a candidate to get in the end zone this week, but again, that's a desperation play. That's not a, that's not a, an endorsement to go out and plug him in over somebody like, uh, I don't know, um, Ebron or somebody like that. All right, Brad, we have Tennessee plus two and a half
0: at the Giants wow the Giants have really started to play a little bit better right sure. <laughs> me. yeah they yeah, are yeah they are Saquon Barkley man he's dynamic <clears throat> you know it's in this day and age for a running back to make that type of impact is uh it's, I think it's a little bit rare you know um so I you know I like uh who I still like Tennessee to cover No, 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 no. I'm going to take that back. (laughs) New York, sorry. I had Tennessee confused with another team. Apparently the whole naming and town system is too much for me to comprehend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with New York, sorry.
1: Yeah, you know, I have this one as a 24 to 21 New York Giants. So that two and a half, right? It's right under that field goal. It's very tantalizing. I'm split on this. My gut tells me Giants by a field goal. My analytics are telling me uh, Tennessee is not comfortable, but as a cover, um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to take Tennessee for now. If I find out that Odell Beckham is playing, I'm going to swap that to the Giants. So how's that? If Beckham plays, I'll take the Giants. If He's still questionable with his quad. He was kind of a later in the week scratch um, against Washington. Um, but uh, you, like you said, man, Barkley is doing great. This team with Barkley and with Beckham is a lot different. They're playing really well in the second half. I like this Giants team. Again, if Beckham plays, if he doesn't play, I feel like this Tennessee defense can really just focus all of their all of their um, their efforts on shutting Barkley down and uh, at that point, I think it would be a lower scoring game. Um, so for fantasy, Tennessee, I don't like Mariota this week. I have him at a lower, uh, like at around a 13 um, and that's not, sexy number at a quarterback Uh, running back I like um, Henry and Lewis this week in this matchup at at receiver I think Davis is the only one to play I know Taylor can sometimes be a daily fantasy sleeper I don't like the matchup this week for Taylor um, and I don't like the tight ends for New York I don't like this uh, quarterback matchup for Eli Manning I I have this projected to be a lower scoring affair Uh, Saquon Barkley I think you play him every week and I have him at a 19 that is definitely a safe play at running back if Beckham plays I have him at a 19 as well that just goes to show you how Important he is to this matchup, um, Shepherd. I have it at ten. Although if if, uh, if Beckham doesn't play, Shepherd gets an uptick there. Um, that's Sterling Shepherd, uh, not the other Shepherd there. Uh, at uh, tight ends, I think Ingram isn't okay. I think he'll get some yards this week, but you know I don't feel great about starting him any week. Okay, Brad. Moving it now, we have Miami
0: plus eight at Minnesota. You know I think this is a lot of points for Miami. They you know they remind me of like a Tampa team that can pretty much rumble with anybody. Um, I'm going to have to take Miami to cover I think Minnesota wins but but that's a lot of points for me
1: yeah again it's over I'm with you Brad, 100 percent. so that's uh that's over a touchdown this Miami I, everything you said I just say ditto to and, and kind of move it on I mean this Gase I, I think he's underrated as a coach uh minnesota they turned the ball over too much um cousins just does not play well on national tv although this game won't be on national tv uh i think minnesota bounces back wins the game but eight points i just don't see this as more than a touchdown game personally um
0: i think they could actually lose this game to be honest
1: it, it wouldn't shock me and you know it wouldn't what it shock me the weirdest thing is since dalvin cook has come back the offense gets is getting like no production at running back um yeah murray was was reeling off like 150 200 yards and two, two two scores and then cook comes back the offense changes into more of a dink and dunk pass it off to cook i don't know i like this defense this offense better or at least the play calls better um when dalvin cook isn't in the game i don't know it, it, i don't think it's a cook issue i think cook is very talented i think it's a play calling issue um it's just a weird one for me, but anyway, I'm going to take Miami there. I'm with you uh, from a fantasy point of view. I don't like man. The, look, Minnesota's defense is tough, and they're playing like the Minnesota defense of last year, which we wanted to see. Um, they, they got things ratcheted up, and uh, and everybody's just playing well. So I'm not I'm not playing Tannehill. I have Drake at a ten. Um, I have Gore at a seven. Uh, the receivers I have eight and under all of them. I just don't like any of the players for Miami this week. Uh, for Minnesota, I think Cousin scores a twenty-two. Um, I don't like either one of the running backs. If you're going to play one, I play Cook. Um, you know, I have Cook at a, like a 13, but I don't think he's going to get in the end zone. That's more catches and yardage. Uh, at receiver, Diggs and Thielen are plays every week. I have him at a 17 and a 24. Uh, and then, uh, you know, at tight ends, Rudolph should have a decent matchup, but I, I stray away. Just like in New York, I stray away from uh, the tight end matchup um, for Minnesota. I just don't think you're going to get a lot. All right, moving it, Brad. We have Washington plus seven at Jacksonville. Washington Boy, this on, seems like by the way at- Washington is going to be uh, on their fourth quarterback so Josh Johnson's going to be starting
0: oh, 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 okay. Well, maybe maybe the one thing that Washington will have going for them is is the lack of tape and preparation and film They could get on this quarterback uh, geez Jacksonville can't put up any damn points man. I uh Okay, uh, I'll take Jacksonville to cover damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like it
1: I'm taking Washington and uh-huh. you know I, I'm with you man so I have this uh, game projected at an at a Jacksonville 12 Washington 9. um you know I don't think that either team gets in the end zone this week um you know the one thing I would say that Jacksonville has for them is they have Leonard Fournette um so that you know they're going to be able to run the ball uh they have been able to get some yardage out of like D.D. Westbrook Moncrief and Cole when they decide to use them although they have straight away from him Washington you know Josh Johnson yeah he looked great in the fourth quarter when he came in but but the Giants were up 40 to 0 You know, I mean, they they were playing a super prevent defense. They were no danger to lose that game. They just didn't have to, as long as they didn't give up. But, you know, five bombs, basically, and and all the two. So they were just playing back. And so Josh Johnson came in. He, you know, dinked and dunked. I don't have any any faith. And I'll say this, Brad, I talked about this on Functional Sportsaholic. You know, when uh, when Colt McCoy went down. Against uh, was it Dallas he lost to, and he went down maybe the next week, and then and then butt fumble. Mark Sanchez was in there, and they had to they had to get another guy right. This was the one time in the last couple of seasons I said, you know what? This is the time to roll the dice on Kaepernick because Washington, believe it or not, Brad, at six and seven are still in a really good chance, you know, I really good it. odds to get into the playoffs. And, you know, they they're on their fourth receiver now. They're playing a quarterback that hasn't played since 2011 at this point. You know, at this point, you know, I know Gruden, and, I, and look, everybody listening, I'm not, a, I'm not the guy that says you got to sign Kaepernick. I didn't think the Dolphins should have signed Kaepernick last year when they could have signed Cutler. I didn't think, you know, the Washington Redskins should have signed Kaepernick. But when you're on your fourth receiver somebody who's not familiar with your offense anyway, other than maybe 2011 in uh, John Gruden's system in Tampa or something like that. And um, you know, the guy hasn't played, he hasn't been on your roster. Um, Sanchez hasn't been on your roster. So now you don't have any quarterback with any familiarity with the playbook. Maybe get somebody out there that can run and pick up yards on their feet. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so like, you know, we see what's going on um, with Buffalo getting yardage with uh, Josh Allen. We see what's going on with Baltimore getting yardage with Lamar Jackson Get somebody that can pick up first downs on your feet because you're going to be throwing in. Inter- look, spoiler alert: you're going to be throwing interceptions anyway with your 4 string quarterback. So at yeah. least get somebody that that can boost that yards per play. Um, to me, you know, Washington signing the Johnson thing, and look, I, I Gruden too. He has some read option in his playbook for that was a carryover from the Shanahan system. You know, I saw them running read option with Kirk Cousins. I've seen them try to run uh, read option with. Um, um, Alex Smith and Colt McCoy they have it in their playbook it's not a lot but it's there I'm sorry you know if Washington wanted to make the playoffs the best path to get to the playoffs is Kaepernick and again this is I want to I want to emphasize this because I don't want to lose credibility with my hardcore football people out there that know Kaepernick can't throw the ball really well I'm just saying in terms of bringing in a fourth person off the street that hasn't played in like seven years Kaepernick is a better quarterback to get you to the playoffs right and that's that's, yes
0: from that rationale I I would have to agree
1: yeah anyway so let's move it to uh to um fantasy uh quarterback there Josh I don't think he's gonna do well um basically all of Washington's uh skilled players I don't have doing well Jordan Reed is doubtful this week um I think Vernon Davis is probably your best Washington player I have him projected an 8.7 so that just goes to show you what I think about Washington in this matchup this week for Jacksonville um you know, I think quarterback there, uh, for, for I can't remember the guy's name. I have Driscoll in my head in Cincinnati um, for some reason. It's just not going away, and it's not Case Keenum. It's, um, I don't know, it's some other guy, some other meatball that uh, that took over for Bortles. But I haven't projected an 18, so there you go. Uh, for net, I have it at 15. I think he'll do well. The uh, receivers, if you're going to pick a receiver this week, I have D.D. Westbrook. I think he'll get the most catches and yards. I don't like the matchup. Um and then I stay away from tight end there. So there you go. Not loving this matchup from a fantasy point of view. Uh so moving it now, we have Dallas. Interesting game here. Dallas plus three at Indianapolis. Now Ezekiel Elliott is questionable. I tend to think he'll play. And uh, Zach Martin is questionable. Um that could be a big injury if he's out, but I, I tend to think both will play there.
0: Yeah, you know, this is this maybe if New England wasn't playing Pittsburgh, this would be the best game of the weekend as far as I would be concerned. Um very interesting. Um Dallas has looked buttoned up. Omari Cooper has really added them oh some firepower, yes. right? He, that's really paid off. Good for Jerry Jones and his crew. Uh, I like that move. Um, I, I think that Dallas goes on the road and has a difficult time. I like Indy to cover.
1: Brad, man, we've been locking step the last couple, except for that uh, that little Washington-Jackson snafu. I mean, we've pretty much been a grand across the board. You know um, – you know, look, Dallas getting three points, that's I, I think that's a, that's a hype thing, right? Dallas is playing so well. We've seen him win a couple games. We saw them two weeks ago on national TV. And wouldn't
0: it be be just like Dallas to to lose a stinker or get get manhandled, you know? And then and yep. then, of course, the whole world is an upheaval and all we have to do is talk about them. It would be just <laughs> right. It'd be just like them. It would be just like that would be. It would be, and uh, you know, I like
1: this Indianapolis team too. Since you know, with Marlon Mack, I, I should I keep referencing this, but I haven't actually pulled the stat. I think with Marlon Mack, there's something like five and one, five and two, um, and this is a seven and six team. So Mack and and being able to to pick up consistent yards on the ground just gives. Um, Andy Luck, a little bit more time to throw, open some things up down there. And we know how well he is playing. Uh, and then some of the the early season losses um, might be acclimation to the new system there with Frank Reich. It might be, you know, Andy Luck, you know, he hadn't played a lot of football in the last two years either. Um, but this team is looking good. I would not want to play them in the playoffs. They seem pretty hot. They're kind of like those, the Giants. They're playing really well in the second half. Um, but they got it going before the Giants did. So 7-6, and six, you, know, um, you know, Baltimore loses a game. They're right there in the playoffs. Hunt, uh, I like Indianapolis to cover this game at home. Um, it's going to be a close one, I think. You know, Dallas' defense might be playing better than any defense outside of Chicago in the league right now. Um, but I just think the the way Andrew Luck can distribute the ball is he going to turn the, the ball over? Yes, but I you know they're they're four receivers deep there. Even if Inman is out this week, which he might be. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Um, From a fantasy point of view, Dak Prescott, I have him at an 18. Zeke, assuming he plays, I have him at a 19. I think this is a nice matchup um, for the the running backs against this Indianapolis uh, defense. Um, For receivers, I don't really like any of them, including Cooper. Um, I do have this calibrated since he's been there and been hot, but I have him at a 10. I just think this is a tougher matchup for him this week. Um, Jarwin or Swaim, whoever plays there, I think it's going to be Jarwin, but I'm not sure. Double-check me by the end of the week. Um, I do have this as a, as a potential touchdown for Dallas, too, the, the tight end getting in the end zone. Um, and Beasley, by the way, I have him at an 8, so he's kind of like a swing-for-the-fence, daily fantasy sleeper kind of guy. Uh, for, da- or for Indianapolis, I have Luck at a 21. I have Mac, even although I, I I'm very impressed by his ability to run the ball. This is Dallas's defense. I have him at an 11. That's just okay. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. I have it a 16. Even though again it's a tough matchup, I do think he's going to get a lot of catches and yards, probably in the end zone this week. I don't love any of the other pass catchers here, but Ebron, man, he's a touchdown machine. Every time I look at a stat line, he's got like two freaking touchdowns. He's right, crazy. Right. So, um, you know, it, gosh, I feel so bad because in my fantasy league, Brad, I drafted Doyle in like the last round or second to last round. And I felt really good about that. He got injured early in the year, and Ebron has just taken off. So, ugh, oh well. But um, yeah, so Ebron, man, Ebron is a definite, definite play this week. All right, Brad, I think we got three games left here, if I'm not mistaken, maybe four. But we have uh, Seattle minus four and a half at San Francisco.
0: Oof, that's a lot of points for me you know it's like uh seattle just came off that big win last night you know that was that was a primetime game emotional game they played really fierce you know they look like the seattle of old and wouldn't you know it they just go on the road and, and struggle with a mediocre team uh that being said i'd like to trust that russell wilson can win by a touchdown i'll go seattle
1: weirdest thing I, I was looking at the stat line uh this morning before the show um and j- just a reminder we record these on tuesday mornings it drops on wednesday so for for brad and me the, the game was last night i was looking at the stat line today russell wilson had like 72 yards
0: passing last yeah night. i know but I you know, know what crazy the, he could be so effective without the numbers it's really bizarre right and then yeah. a guy like mike matt stafford could have 400 yards passing and be completely <laughs> ineffective
1: yeah it's like isn't the Kirk it Cousins, something?
0: yeah yeah yep
1: Absolutely. And I I will take, um, I'm with you. I'm going to take Seattle here. I think they're playing well. Um, As we said last week into the Monday night uh, preview, that Seattle Minnesota game that just happened, we said, look, you know, what's it going to be? Is it going to be Seattle flexing their muscles and taking the reins on that, um, you know, that top playoff spot? Or is it going to be Minnesota winning and and creating just a completely, completely, completely murky situation in the NFC playoffs? Well, Seattle came out and flexed their muscles. I do think they'll, they'll win this game again and cement themselves. Uh, I don't think it's a clincher for them, um, mathematically speaking. But I do think if they win, they've with all of the parity in the NFC. I think they really um, effectively clinch a playoff berth with another win here. So I'm going to take Seattle um, over the third string quarterback in San Francisco. Hey, that's not that's no disrespect though. I mean, Mullins is playing probably better than um, than a lot of quarterbacks who are first stringers. So kudos to San Francisco for developing uh, from a fantasy point of view let's take it back to seattle uh, russell wilson i have at a 20 i have carson at a 12 i have penny at a 7 um lockett is your receiver there, um, that i think you'll want to play i have him at 11.9 although i do have uh, more there that's a wide receiver three as a touchdown threat i actually have him over projected more than uh, lockett although i gotta say from fantasy point of view i'd never play him over on my roster i would never play him over um Lockett. Lockett would be the safer choice there, the more consistent choice. And um, you know, more is more of a uh I would say a daily fantasy sleeper kind of guy. And I don't like the tight ends there. Although if you need to pick one, I would say Dixon uh over uh Vinette this week. For San Francisco, I have uh, Mullins at a seventeen. I have if Breeda if he's back, I have it at a thirteen. If he's not um Wilson, I have it at thirteen. I don't like Morris. At receiver, you know, if Goodwin plays, I think he'll do well. But, you know, Pettis might be the receiver you want. Again, you know, if you're looking for a home run, um, Pettis has gotten in the end zone and has been quite effective the last couple of weeks. Um, you know these young players start to emerge the last four weeks of the season especially on teams that are struggling record wise um, so if you're looking for a home run this week just you know plug and play Pettis um, but I think uh, Goodwin is the safer choice if he plays and that's a, that's a big if and then of course Kittle at a 12 you gotta play him I mean 200 yards by halftime last week it was crazy uh let's see let's move it so New England and Pittsburgh there's no um there's no official line yet because Roethlisberger and Connor are both uh questionable Roethlisberger with the ribs I think Connor still has that bone contusion or ankle issue or something uh but I will say that that the early line some sports books that have been not the sports books I usually use not the bet online but some other ones are are showing like a a minus two and a half for the Patriots or minus a minus one so if and when a line comes out Assuming Roethlisberger plays, I think it'll be a close line, probably within a field goal. So let's just use that as a basis. Brad, what do you think?
0: Okay. There's there's never going to be a situation where, where I'll pick against New England. I, I really don't see that happening. Um, I just... I, The odds are in my favor if I take them, you know, Um, so especially coming off last week, are they going to lose two in a row? Has that happened to Belichick ever? I mean, I'm sure it has, but I doubt it's going to happen. So I'm going to have to go New England.
1: I'm with you, man. This line could be seven and I'm going to take New England. This line could be eight and I'd take New England. And uh, I will be wagering on this game when the game is available for me to wager on. Um, from a fantasy point of view I have uh, Brady at a 19 um, I have uh, the, the running backs I, I have a tougher sledding this week Michelle I had an 8.6 and white I have a nine white really laid an egg last week but I say that's it was interesting to watch how Miami kind of attacked this uh, this New England defense last week they were clearly trying to to shut down the running game and take their chances um, with the uh, the receivers and Gronk and everything and, and it worked out for Miami they ended up squeaking one out in the end and New England still put up like 30 points so it just goes to show you how talented New England's offense is this well um, let's see at receiver I have uh, Edelman at a 12 Gordon at a 13 Um, I don't really like much else although do have Gronk as a touchdown uh, candidate here um, with a 12 so he's a definite play of course if you have him on your roster Uh, For Pittsburgh, I have Roethlisberger. Assuming he plays, I have him at a 25. Connor, assuming he plays, I have him at a 16. I think Brown scores well this week uh, against New England. I have him at a 21. Smith-Schuster at a 14. Um, And McDonald, I think, will score pretty well against this Patriots team, too. Uh, He is, you know, if he's available on your waivers and you're you're desperate at tight end, he's another nice one, I think, this week at at a 10 in the projection. Okay, we got two games left here, Brad. We have Philadelphia plus nine at the Rams. What do you think?
0: Well, I'm really surprised by this line. I mean, I know Philadelphia has has fallen down to earth, but they're not a slouch by any means. And Carson Wentz is a baller. I think that's a lot of points for Philadelphia. I would assume to maybe five and a half, six. Um, So I'm going to have to go Philly to cover. I'm with
1: you with you again, Brad. So uh Look, Philadelphia, they they are literally playing for their lives at this point. Um, last week they were effectively playing for it, but now they are literally playing for it, and it's a shame because Philadelphia should have won that game. Uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I don't, you know, the 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 team is a little bit better, and combined with the Rams, you know, in terms of Vegas spreads, they seem to be a little bit overvalued. Nine points to me is a lot. I do think the Rams win this game. I do think it's going to be a closer game. I think when I projected, I have Rams by a field goal. Um, so there you go. Um, now, in terms of fantasy, I have Philadelphia. Um, I have Wentz scoring 21. I have, uh, let's see, Adams. And uh, whether it's Sproles or Clement or whoever, I have them having tough, uh, tough sledding this week. I have uh, Jeffrey scoring a 12. I don't like Tate. I don't like Aguilar. Um, And Ertz, I think, has a huge game this week. I have him at a 23 or 24. The Rams are going to have to figure something out um, because I do think Ertz has a, has a chance to dominate. By the way, Brad, uh, last week I, I projected Goddard and not Ertz to get in the end zone for Philadelphia. What ended up happening in that game? Did you see? I didn't see you, buddy. Yeah, Goddard, baby. Goddard got in the end zone. He should have in yeah, the gotten a second time. I don't know, man. I got I got the touchdowns dialed in when these things get, get calibrated, the man. The uh, the projections are, are doing quite well. So um, then we get to move it over to the Rams. Goff had a stinker of a game last week. I have him at a 22 this week and a bounce back. Um, I think Gordon, uh, not Gordon, I'm sorry, Gurley um, has a great game at a 26. Him, a, back, a bounce back game. Look, this Rams def- or, uh, offense is going to be playing pissed off. At home, I think they're they're all going to score well. I like Reynolds this week. Um, that you know the cups back up, basically the move the chains type of receiver. I have him at an eighteen, so he's a definite plug and play for you if you're uh, if you need a receiver. Uh, Cooks at a sixteen, Woods at a fourteen. Um, so I, I really think uh, Reynolds can shine. I think he's a touchdown candidate this week. And then uh, at tight end, I don't really like either of the tight ends for the Rams. And finally, Brad Monday Night Football division matchup: the Saints minus six and a half at Carolina.
0: Oh man, this is funny for me. I actually went back and forth on this a few times because uh, wouldn't this just be the type of game where Carolina competes? You know, I even know. though they, you know, like. And, and, and nothing makes me happier than to see Cam Newton fail. I think that that Carolina will will come out hot and I think they'll take the early lead. I think they'll be up. I, for some reason, I see them being up 10 nothing and Cam will get cocky and the, and they'll, they'll think they're finally rolling. And then New Orleans will just put it on and they'll just put it on. And then Cam will throw the pick. And I, and I actually, you know, and I'm going to go with the friendly six and a half. I'll take New Orleans.
1: So I'm not gonna bet this game uh, because every I think every single game this season I've gotten the Carolina pick wrong. At this point, I'm just so stubborn and I want to actually win a game with Carolina covering. So I'm gonna take Carolina in the points in this division matchup, home team, home division matchup, getting points. I'm gonna go with the percentages. Uh, You know, the the home division matchups when they're underdogs, the home team usually ends up covering. I'm going to take Carolina. I don't feel good about it. I'm not spending money on it, and I certainly don't suggest that you do, uh, you do that either. From a fantasy point of view, Breeze I have at a 23. I think he'll have a nice game. Kamara at a 16. I think he'll have a nice game. I think Ingram takes a step back this week. I would not play him. Uh, but receiver, I think Mike Thomas will get in the end zone. I have him at a 19. Uh, Traequan Smith I have in a 9. Basically, all the pass catchers kind of descend from there. Um, the, the tight end matchup could be a nice one, but New Orleans just doesn't use tight ends that much. So, Watson... There, there are other um, desperate plays that you can play that will get you more value this week for Carolina. I have Cam Newton at a twenty-five and McCaffrey at a nineteen. That's those two. I think you just always have to start at this point. Um, Funchess, you know, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from him lately, but I have him at an eleven. I like Curtis Samuel at a twelve. I think he'll score quite well. And then uh, tight end, I have to say, um, you know, Ian Thomas looked pretty pretty darn good last week. Um, now that uh, Olsen is out, he, this was the first time that I can remember a Carolina backup tight end doing anything. So uh, yeah, he might be somebody that you plug and play as well. Um, I don't love the matchup against the Saints, but you know, again, if you're desperate for tight ends. There you have it. Um, so, Brad, that t- that is through the games. There, I think we're all done. Um, I have to say, I'm not loving this week because I took a lot of road teams, and so I don't feel good about that. But there are a lot. There's just a lot of value for the road teams coming in, getting a lot of points this week.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes that can happen. I, I agree. It's not. It's not as a uh, confident feeling as, as as taking the home home powerhouse. But uh, sometimes that's how the chips lay, as they say. Yep. Yep, so, uh, you know,
1: Brad, once again, thanks for joining us in the hills of Patagonia with all that uh, rushing wind um, coming through your phone. My pleasure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Life of a journeyman.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully, your lady friend is uh, sleeping comfortably inside, or uh, maybe you will walk back in and have some breakfast waiting for
0: you if you're lucky. Hopefully she already left. <laughs> 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 yeah, well. That's the ideal situation. That's the ideal situation. She's probably like, what are these effing guys talking Cause about? Because I've had two cups of coffee, and it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> one bathroom,
1: one bathroom. What are you and you in a studio, a studio condo? There, I can't remember. Yeah, talk like that
0: right? out, studio loft out Yeah, one small, <laughs> tiny little bathroom. Well, if she hasn't left yet, she will soon. Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah, all right, man. Well, Brad Day, man, thanks for taking the time out. Appreciate you uh, making it happen this week, uh, everybody. You know, Brad and I. Hey, man, Brad's at like fifty-eight percent um, total for every game pick this year, which is an insane. Insane number especially when you're picking just every single game and not just your preferred games. I'm at like 53 percent So we're both profitable. Um, I haven't gone back through I haven't gone back through my locks I know my locks are a lot higher than that um, so, you know, I'll do that math. We'll probably, once we're into the playoffs and have a little bit more time, we'll talk a little bit about how, well, Brad and I will pat each other's backs and just, you know, give each other the affirmation that we both desperately need because we're seeking we're seeking that approval. So um, with everybody, hey, man, it, it go out. I hope everybody does well in their fantasy football playoffs. There's a lot of value. Remember to check Reddit for the rankings. There's a lot of value in the daily fantasy stuff. It's working. It's been working really, really well the last few weeks. I think I had a, a down week in week 13, but everything else in the last five weeks has just been close to on point there. So there's a lot of value. You can make some money if that's your thing. And uh, yeah, go out against the spread, man. We're doing well. So uh, go out, get paid.